broadcasting location. This is a test. For the next 60 seconds, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. America, here comes the relief from the pain. Unapologetically, this is Lock and Load with Bill Brady. Hour number two. This is Lock and Load, and this is also... Think aim fire with investigative reporter Lee Williams. And from Gamut Resolutions, Bob Keller. Well then, now everybody's unmuted and we're all ready to go. What's up, fellas? Hey, guys. Uh, we got some very, very interesting topics to talk about. Um, so I did this story on the BioFire smart gun. I read it. And I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're probably all in the same mind uh, that we need smart gun owners and not smart guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing, I mean, it grabs your fingerprint and it takes, and it, it's also facial recognition. So one of those has to hit before it works. A couple things to point out. They're not sending them out to gun raiders like myself to torture test. Um, they're they're going to do some demos on Zoom. <laughs> and then you'll get to go to their location and, and squeeze four or five rounds off. Uh, and then maybe in the, in the near future, um, They'll actually send you one, and you can take it out to the range and put it through the paces. Two interesting things came up here. One, for Bob to address, this thing was uh, is being repped by a couple of Navy SEALs. And two, it's being repped by a gun writer who's got about 2.5 million followers on, on uh, YouTube. And he gave a glowing glowing review, even though he put only 20 rounds through it. And I think he had two failures to feed during that 20 rounds, which means it's got about a 10% malfunction rate. Thing looks like a piece of junk. Uh, they took it out again. And another a good friend, David Codria, wrote a story about a demo they did out in Colorado where they're based on this gun. The president picked it up and shot a couple rounds, set it down. Another guy picked it up, obviously wouldn't fire for him. He wasn't uh, in the database. But yeah. The president picks it back up and it won't fire. Yeah, um, yeah oops. Uh, I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think the trigger is actually connected to the firing pin. I think that all happens electronically. Uh, Bob, I is know you're... A, is this a pistol or a rifle? It's a 9 millimeter pistol about the size of a freaking coffee can. I mean, it's huge. Oh yeah, um, it has to be. How, how does it? How, how does it have facial recognition? There's actually a camera on it. And I mean, it. <laughs> I mean right come up. on. I, mean, I know. I know. Well, now the the, the, the interesting thing for us is yeah, since you're, uh, uh, I got out of them that they're paying this journalist. I oh, asked them. Man, they have to. That's what I'm, you know, the first thing I'm going to say. They, they got to be on the payroll. 
are you paying this dude? And he goes, I I can't talk exact details. You're welcome to ask him, but I'm not allowed to disclose that under an NDA. And then the the seal, seal, and this guy supposedly from uh, six said, in a few years, I believe that the head of every household in America who wants a home defense firearm is going to choose this smart gun. Bob, you rep a lot of stuff. I know you're very careful. Tell me about the right way to rep a product. Oh, well, make you're actually going to use it. But I mean, you're going to get you're going to get that answer from them if they're on the payroll, and then it just comes down to integrity, you know. I mean, they're or they have a piece of the company. Obviously, you're going to you're going to rep it. Um, I have never been that way. I don't care how much money you're floating in front of my face, but I don't believe in it and I wouldn't actually use it, you know, to save my own life. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rep it. I, I guarantee it's what's going on right now. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't even, I mean, to say in the next couple of years, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say in the next 50 years that would happen. Right. Or to have something that's gonna be a hundred, I mean, you just, Nothing can be 100% reliable, but now you add technology into that as well that you're depending on to work. Uh, yeah. It'll save your life. I mean, if the, I mean, a camera on a gun, come on. I mean, that, I don't even, what, that's just crazy. But then on the whole fingerprint thing, if that's, you know, what happens if you just got done eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich and there's peanut butter on your finger and you go to save your life and the thing won't work because it can't pick up your fingerprint. Or blood. Or, I mean, no form. I mean, no blood. Well, listen, listen, yeah, listen. I just had to do a form one the other day. And I'm at the kiosk doing my fingerprints, and I had to wash my hands. Yeah. Every time I, mean, I just get my fingerprints to go onto the, <laughs> on the silencer shop kiosk to get the fingerprints on there. That's it. And it's it, it was a poor fingerprint that it could pick up. But it was good enough to fill out the form one. So uh, I guess maybe with that, you'd also have to get, uh, you'd, you'd have to want to have a good lens with it so it can see you really nice and clear and bring your bring your sanitizer so it gets your fingerprint good and everything else. Well, my question is, what if you're in your darkened bedroom, you know, and the bad guy's coming in and there's no light for that camera to pick you up? How many times have you tried to use facial recognition? Well, I mean, where, where is the camera? Is it on both sides? Because... The camera, the camera thing, that's just, that's just ridiculous. You know, it's, it's in, you know, like on the Glock, you got that back plate. Well, yeah. imagine that like five times bigger and it's a piece of glass that's supposed to the cameras in there. Wait, so it's on the back of the slide? Yes, yes. Okay, facing so, so, <laughs> so you can also live stream on Facebook with it. You think, well, you think that thing is going to be reliable on a slide going back and forth thousands of times? I mean, what yeah. So what kind, so of power source, what kind of power source does it have? It has a power oh, source. Oh, it's got a great battery. Is it's, it lithium-ion? Uh, it'll last 18 months, and it's got a dock where you put it in, and it'll charge the battery. Is it a lithium-ion battery, though? I believe so. I'm not 100%. Again, they wouldn't send me one to torture test it. We'd be out at Bob's range right now. So what happens, to what happens if you torture test it and it punctures the lithium-ion battery? Yeah, and uh, I asked for a list of ammunition, you know, that they rec- I asked for. I said, can it eat all kinds of uh, 
ammo. And the, the marketing guy goes, yeah, it's the specs are right there. And it said nine millimeter. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking like full metal jackets, right. of ammo, hollow points. Well, they don't know. So now how the hell is somebody going to rep that? And how the hell is somebody going to write about that? What a good, because they're, cause they're getting paid and they don't care. I know they have no integrity. All they care about is money. And that's uh, just, I, it's just a stupid thing. I'll, you know, and I, get, I guarantee that company, all they're not, they could care less about selling to individuals. I mean, they're probably, you know, that's what they're, they're going to be selling it as, but I mean, they're, they're, they're looking at being able to, you know, sell it to, to big companies, to schools, to agencies, you know, the big purchase because it's a safety thing, you know, I mean, cause government's going to buy off on it because you got the wrong people reading into it. Hold up right I mean, there, that, right there, if you will, Bob. We're coming up on the break. I want to compare. If we can continue, this is this is a good conversation to have. I do like it quite a bit. Lee, we're gonna get you one, Bill. Okay. Well, yeah. Hey, get one. I, 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 I want one that coming. shoots in black and white. I just want a black and white camera on one. Anyway, the best is yet to come on this. Anyway, uh, Lee Williams is the investigative reporter for the Second Amendment Foundation. He is also the gun writer at thegunwriter.substack.com and at Armed American News, Bob Keller. Well, if there's going to be somebody talking about what is a good weapon, it would be Bob Keller. And Bob uh, tests a bunch of them and runs a bunch of them all at Gamut Resolutions. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. is Lock and Load, and this is Thinking Fire with uh, Bob Keller and Lee Williams, and we were just talking about the new BioFire gun, which is uh, quite the uh, thing to think about. It's got a battery, it's got a camera, it's got a bio, it's got a biometric uh, sensor on it, and it shoots, and it works 10% or 90% of the time. <laughs> well, the best thing is, now, if you're going to design this for home defense, you know, you're going to need a light on it. Nope, they put in a, a red laser on. Red laser. <laughs> a, a weak red laser. But the best part is this thing is huge. It's like if you took two two high points and you taped them together, it's about that big. Unreal. And they don't have a holster for it because they say it's not designed to carry. It's your home defense gun. Yeah. So the, they don't see the need for a holster. I'm not kidding, man. Um, it's. It's redefining home you know, defense. You know, this is now, you know, like with a Tesla car. With a Tesla car, you've got to be in the Tesla network. The, the car has to be connected to the Tesla network. And so even though you buy the car, they sort of control how you use the car, right? Because you have to be connected to that network. And uh, it sort of sounds like with this gun, they're trying to micromanage how people are going to – and for the for the new people – that are coming in to buy a gun or something, they're going to be looking at this and being told, well, you know, this is one that your children won't kill themselves with. They'll be like, well, 
this if I'm going to have one, this is going to be the one I have, and they're not going to carry it. They're going to be well. I don't have to carry it because it says I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll never. I mean, it'll it'll be a flop unless they can get it to where it's like it's only like that is the only gun that you can purchase. You know, I mean, then you'd have no other choice. But besides that, I mean, shooters aren't going to buy that. That's, that's ridiculous. So just like Bill said, it's going to be for the person that has no clue. And yeah. It's, the selling point at $1,500, the store. is that right? $1,500, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it for $2. No, and, I mean, think about what you can get for that. That's three Glocks. Mm-hmm. But it'd be, yeah, good, it'd, be a, it'd be a very intriguing webcam to have. Yeah. Well, my concern is that, you know, the trigger is like electronic. The trigger is not hooked up to the trigger stop. Sure. Like the bar and the Glock that moves everything. It it has to, it, you, you pull the trigger and then it fires electronically. Something electronic slams the firing pin forward into the round. So I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I was really disappointed in this journalist. And I got to say, because uh, he loved it. Oh, and he's making excuses during the uh, malfunctions, during the failure to feed. It's like, well, you know, it's just the prototype. They got to get some stuff worked out. I'm like, no, no, they don't. And I got to say, I'm disappointed in the feel for being on board. Uh, anyway, uh, just uh, 15 minutes ago, uh, I got to say, I got to give props out to my boss, Alan Gottlieb. He sued the state of Washington over their uh, assault weapon ban, which Governor Inslee signed about an hour ago. Uh, I mean, literally, his ink wasn't dry on the on the bill on the law and uh, we second amendment foundation <laughs> sued him. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Isn't it? Um, we got a ton of good questions because we missed a week. Um, first one is, I don't see the dude's name must be anonymous. I just saw the video of the guy who was shot by police because he answered the door armed, even though cops were at the wrong house. I always answer the door armed, especially if it's after hours and I'm not expecting anyone. Do you guys have some advice about this? Get camera, get cameras with a get with a speaker on it. Get a ring. Yeah, yeah. Trying to look through another window to see who who is at the door before opening it. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a tough one on, on their call. You know, you, I mean, who knows what the call is for that they're coming. Domestic. Domestic. Domestic, 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 domestic yeah, so, progress. So, yeah, so, you know, they're bad for going to the wrong house, but now they're thinking domestic. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it, all those, all those shootings are, they're just hard calls. You come to the door with a gun and the cops are, you don't know what to expect. You know, what kind of domestic, how bad is the domestic? You know, so the guy opens up, opens the door with a gun. I mean, you, you've seen the opposite videos of domestics that happen and, and cops get shot. So, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not, if it's after hours type stuff, I mean, I'm not just opening the door. I might have a gun on me depending on the situation, but I'm looking through other windows to see if I can, you know, if I can see who's out there. I, uh, I always answer the door with a gun if it's after hours. But living in an apartment, I don't have any windows they can see in. Still, I, I do what we call bootlegging my gun. I got it in my right hand, uh, and it's down by my right butt cheek. 
So yeah, my left is not exposed. Yeah, left side is a little forward. I can get it out in under a second, and we're ready to go. If you've got windows, uh, uh, definitely look through them or or cover them so they can't look in. But uh, yeah, it's, the worst thing you can do is go to the wrong house. And then the absolute worst thing is use force while you're there. I feel sorry for everybody involved. Well, now, um, they, they, knew, they knew that they were at the wrong house. Yeah, they were discussing it. And I think that city is going to pay out a lot of money. They, uh, they did know. They were discussing it. Not like I think it hadn't fully dawned on them. Yeah. But, but yeah. Chris in Columbus, Ohio. I carry Hornady critical defense in my EDC Glock 19. My father carries GI issue ball in 1911. I'd like him to switch to a modern defensive round. I'm hoping you can give me some ammo, pun intended, to convince him of the error of his ways. GI ball versus modern ammo. What's the over penetration like with a 45 moving that slow? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you got a huge concern there, do you? I I don't. And I, you know, if you if you listen to me and you know who I am, I'll I'll go to a gunfight with anything that goes bang, even yeah. if it's tumbling, even if it's tumbling out of the barrel. Right. You know, I mean that's not the right answer for everyone, but you know, I I shoot until you go down. Um, long range stuff, you know, home defense. But then I don't. I, it, as long as it goes bang. I don't care. Like the whole knockdown power and the whole hollow points, all that stuff. To me, that's not a concern ever because I'm shooting. I'm shooting accurate. I'm shooting fast until you're done. Yeah. So I, I mean, guys who've carried 1911s with ball ammo have put down a few of our enemies for what I don't know, nearly a hundred years. So a big 230 grain piece of lead and copper moving at about 900, 950 feet per second. Uh, I, I, I don't think Dad's got an issue. I don't either. Okay. Joe Biden's re-election video contains one clip. It's less than a second of demanding moms in their red t-shirts. Do you guys think guns are going to play a major role in the campaign? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, we've never had uh, a president who is more anti-gun than Joe Biden. Hang on right there. Hang on right there. Coming up on the break. This is Think Game Fire. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. years, Aero Precision has paved the way as a leading manufacturer of American-made AR parts. Aero Precision caters to the rifle builder by engineering quality receivers, hand guards, and other essential parts. Aero Precision's added enhancements create a smooth build process from start to finish for beginners and seasoned builders. Whether this is your first rifle or your 50th, Aero Precision offers everything you need to make a quality AR at an affordable price. 
In the 21st century, the handgun has become the preeminent self-defense tool. At CNH Precision, we specialize in taking your weapon to the highest degree of functionality possible. With a complete array of goods and services specializing in red dot sight installation, CNH Precision will help you realize the most effective handgun the first time. If you need slide milling, installation, or accessories, go to chpws.com. CNH Precision. Welcome to the Boom Squad. At Chambers Custom, we have one job. We strive to build the most obsessively, reliable, accurate, and beautiful pistols for the discriminating gun owner. Using the ageless 1911 design with a 21st century approach to each part and component, Chambers Custom meticulously begins each pistol as a standalone project, creating a bespoke, handcrafted, peerless firearm. They integrate all of the internal, external, and intrinsic elements that make a custom 1911 unique. Go to ChambersCustom.com. Chambers Custom, truly the mechanical advantage. At Spikes Tactical, we are all shooters with a very simple mission. Make the best product we can perfect at the best possible price for our consumers. We strive to produce the best components and rifles available with quality control second to none because real-world events don't allow for a second chance. Whether you are an operator, competitor, or home defender, Spikes Tactical will serve you well. Go to SpikesTactical.com. Spikes Tactical, 100% American-made to the highest standard. No such thing as a fair fight, and we bring the unfair advantage that is the 2011 platform. Dominate at Staccato. We know the most important gun you own is the one that you're carrying when you're facing that threat to life and freedom. Win. We want you to enter that objective confidence that you are carrying the best gun in the gunfight. No compromise. No sacrifice. Staccato2011.com. Stand ready to face down the darkness with 2011. Holster.com, the home of DeSantis Quality Built American Made Products for 45 plus years. Supporting police and government contracts from first responders to responsible citizens. Holster.com is your source for quality American made leather and Kydex holsters for the armed American. For concealed carry or open carry, Holster.com has what you need. We didn't invent concealment, we perfected it. Go to Holster.com now and buy a DeSantis holster today. What's in a name? If that name is Ace Firearms, you've just entered a very expensive business. First, a fully appointed gun shop with all the guns, ammo, and accessories you could possibly imagine. But then you enter the manufacturing facility that is home to Red Alligator Concealment, Militia Arms Customs, and so much more. Ace Firearms is beyond a simple gun shop. This is a totally peerless operation. To find out more, go to acefirearms.com. Ace Firearms. This is only the beginning. At MGS, we have what it takes to reinvent yourself. With a curriculum designed to balance work, family, and a gun repair education, MGS provides the gateway into one of the fastest-growing segments of the gun industry. Modern Gun School's mission is to provide high-quality distance education using time-tested materials and hands-on projects designed to develop a proficiency in both the technique and the business of gunsmithing. Go to mgs.edu. MGS Trade School. Your future is waiting. This is Lock and Load, and this is Think Aim Fire, and we're doing the Q&A thing, and we just had come to the part about Joe Biden. You know, all of these gun grabbers, they always wait till the second term to really push it hard, although Biden has been, 
you know, there's a lot of things going on that uh, uh, there's a really deep problem with that that we could get into, but we don't really want to take the time to do that. But uh, they're going to try to make the Second Amendment look like a dangerous proposition. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, they, they do it all the time. It's, it's, it's sad. I would say the, the unknown here is, you know, Joe's not making any of these decisions. He's got a head full of He's got a head full of mush, you know. The the woman who was making all the anti-gun decisions was Susan Rice, and she had a team of twelve. And we we found out they've been meeting with, you know, every town in uh, Bloomberg and moms demanding attention and all of them. And they had direct access to the White House, but she stepped down now, uh, so she's probably going to play a role in his campaign. So I don't know who the the anti-guns are is going to be, but yeah, guns are going to be a huge huge part of his campaign, um, even though there's no way he can get anything through Congress right now. But he can still do those damn uh, executive orders or imperial fiats. And he's still got the ATF willing to do whatever he he says. I mean, how many dudes went out and bought pistol braces because uh, the manufacturers got a letter from the ATF saying, hey, it's fine, it's not a SBR. And then when Joe Biden got elected, everything changed, and now it's an SBR. Uh, that's what I think the, the problem's going to be. I mean, how many pistol braces are you seeing in classes, brother? Mm-hmm. Not many, actually. So people are coming out with regular carbines? Yeah, I mean, it, they have them, but I mean, it's not, it's not as many as you would think. Uh, Anonymous asks, what kind of shot clock or timer is Bob running? Uh, the PAC. I think it's P-A-C-T. Okay. Um, and no, for no reason besides it's just, it's, it's smaller than, like, what's the, what's the big blue box one that has like a thousand different things you can do on it? I don't have a PhD, so I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna know how to run that thing. Yeah, I mean, to me, I don't, I don't, I just need it to stop and start, or start and stop, you know? I don't really get into the whole split times, although that one does do up to a certain amount of split times. And, uh, you know, really came down to, to me, it was, it, was, uh, it was smaller than the other one. But I have heard people that, because you can download, you can download something on your phone. Okay. It'd, it'd be like a shot timer. I've heard, I've never tried it, but all the guys that have, that have been to my class that have downloaded and tried it, they said it's not very, it's not very accurate. So it's got problems so, picking up. So I, like, I don't, uh, yeah, I, it must be the sound thing. So I don't, you know, I mean, having at least one, I mean, I, instead of going the app route and going off your phone, I would definitely get an actual shot timer, but does it doesn't matter which one. I don't, it depends on how nitpick you want to get or how many splits you want to actually be able to go back and check out. Well, what did you pay for yours? Are you probably under a hundred? <sighs> I don't. Uh, good question. I should know that because I have about twelve of them for the for the for the gamut challenge. Uh, yeah, they're. I think I want to say they're actually over a hundred bucks, but they're less like less than one hundred fifty. Okay. So for the you know for the price of a couple hundred rounds, you can get one that you know is going to work. Uh, speaking of prices, Devin asks, what's a good price for night vision goggles? 
I mean, they're, uh, they're again getting into stuff I don't even pay attention to. Those ones, those quad nods you were wearing are what, 60, 70, 100 grand? Uh, someone was just in my class at Arizona. They were saying you can get them for 40,000 bucks now. Oh, Jesus. For the quads. So, <laughs> is that a good deal? <laughs> I, I mean, I would. I don't know if we talked about it before, but like uh, Noise Fighter has a bridge that you can buy. So if you want to go, like if you already have a like a PDS fourteen, and then you want and you want duels instead of instead of just buying duels, you can buy another PDS fourteen, put that on the bridge, and the patent that they have on there. So I mean, there, there's other bridges out there to put singles on to make it a duel. But the pad that he has on his, you can actually flare them out. So it oh. kind of acts, it kind of acts like panels. And they work, they work pretty darn good. I mean, you can, you can see a huge difference. Well, that's a huge difference, but I mean, there is a difference on your peripheral, like when you flare those things out and get them set exactly like to your eyes. And that's, that's why the hardest thing is, is get it set right. And then when you flare them out, um, you know, from what you could see when you had them straight compared to when you flare them out, it, it is a noticeable difference. Okay. So that's, that's what I have on, on mine because he sent me that, he sent me that bridge. So I'm, I'm just running two PBS 14s because I'm cheaper. I'm not going to buy anything other than that. But having that option, like for, it's, it's good for like cops that already have PBS 14s. They're thinking about going to duels, so all they have to do is buy another PBS 14, buy the bridge, and now they got duels. And they got duels that can flare out, and you got a little, little bit of uh, peripheral on there. How many degrees did you have with those quad knots? Did you have 180? I don't No, no. I mean, they're, they're, they're good, but they weren't. It wasn't like you could see all the way over to your, to your side. And that's, it's, I would say like the, the bridge that Noise Fighter makes, it's pretty close. To what I had with uh, with my with my quads when I was operational, like I'm I'm being able to see out to the left and right. Pretty good idea. Well, the thing is, if you if you do invest, uh, you got to get some other things too, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's a big commitment when you when you go yeah. to night vision. You actually want to have a complete setup, and you're talking about. A good helmet, good mount. Then you're talking about, you know, what laser is, is going on the gun. Um, it's, it's, it's an, it's an expensive commitment for sure. And other than your range, um, I don't know too many places unless you got private land that are going to let you use them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely need to, you definitely need to get it set up, especially on your laser. Um, to where it is zero correctly, uh, and then after that, I mean, you can, you know, it's, are you going to go shoot weekly on a range? Um, if you if you have a place like my place, yes, but um, I mean, it's, it, it is a huge difference. So the question usually is, should I do it or should I not do it? I would say if you have the money to do it, and you're one of those guys that thinks, you know, all all hell's going to break loose eventually. Um, I mean, you can't. You can't compete against someone who has nods on. You could take the best shooter in the world, no nods, and take a novice shooter with nods, pitch start, the guy with nods is going to win. You know, yeah, it's just, so it, it, it's 
a huge benefit. Um, we got the money to do it. Uh, I would say it is it is worth it, especially for like home defense stuff. Yeah, you think about not using the white light, shutting all the lights off. In, yeah, in your home. I'm telling you, you can't compete against someone who's got nods on if you don't. Yeah. That's that's a great question. Hold up there, hold um, up there just for a minute because coming up on the next break, I don't know what we did in the eighties without night vision, and we were still the best night fighters on the planet. So I don't even know what the purpose of those things are because we could do it. <laughs> but that's all beside the point. Thing Game Fire is investigative reporter Lee Williams and Bob Keller from Gamut Resolutions. We're in the Q and A because we missed a week, and there's a lot of questions going. So we still got a few more. Got another segment to go with more questions coming from them. Uh, Bob is at second, or Lee is at SecondAmendmentFoundation.org, SAF.org, Armed American News, and the Gunwriter.substack.com and GamutResolutions.com for Bob Keller. We will be right back. This is Lock and Load. This is Lock and Load, and we're in Thinking Fire with uh, Lee Williams and Bob Keller, and we're doing been doing the Q and A. Franklin K says it seems I'm the last to join the Battle Belt Club. Nearly all of my range friends are using them. I'd like to set one up, but I have no idea what I'm doing. I hope you guys have some good advice. Ooh, there's another thing that we could talk about for a couple hours. Um, I have, I love mine. I know, Bob, you don't wear one. No. Um, I have suspenders on mine because it keeps it from sagging. They'll I have uh, a holster, uh, two two pouches that hold uh, uh, one pistol and one uh, kangaroo. They're kangaroo pouches. They hold one uh, pistol mag, one AR mag, and then uh, another one that holds two. Pistol mags. I think I got a uh, a dump pouch, an ISAC, and I put a, a BFK on there, a, a big knife. Uh, probably take that off once Bob gives me some crap about it. But that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you, say, you say that's it? That's that's to me. That's a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. Too much. Way too much. Um, but it's nice and light, and it's uh, the the belt is the biggest component. Uh, I, I found it's nice where you you have a, a a pad, and then the belt that goes through the loops in it, and you can skip a loop, so you've got room to put your holster right onto the belt itself. And uh, it's got all the funny. It's got a great uh, lock in front with a D ring that I could hook up to the helicopter that I'm never going to get in. Mm. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the knife, I, I got sent a knife to review, so that's why I've got that on there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all light and it's Kydex holster. It's just so comfy at the range. Uh, and then when you're on a break, you can just take it off. 
You don't have yeah. crap threaded so, through your belt. So, so Bob, pants. when you travel, if you travel, do you take any sort of any semblance of what I would call a kit with you at all? Um, no, besides magazines and a holster and neck pouches, no. Well, what like my neck pouches and my holster just go on a big, thick leather belt. Okay. So, uh, so, so you're not worried about carrying stuff like IFAX and dump pouches? And no. I have, that's the other thing I have on the, on the range with me. I have a, uh, a tourniquet. I don't even know what the tourniquet holder is, but it, tourniquet and tourniquet holder that go right on the back, or right on the, I mean, it goes on, on my belt, right. like everything else does. Right. So I'm up right in the middle of my back, and that's pretty, pretty much it. And that's, I mean, besides my actual kit, when I was operational, yeah. um, if I, if I had to put, Grenades or concussion grenades or uh, other spread magazines or stuff. That that was I did the same thing. It was it was uh, and that was an actual what do you call the uh, was a leather belt. Um, I don't know what you call it a tactical belt, like a nylon belt, like thick nylon belt, a web belt. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was actual, you know, they're actually certified to hang from, you know, because that was right. what we hooked into on right. the aircraft. Right. But it, it was, there wasn't a, like what you'd think, a, like a tactical belt is now. I mean, it literally was just a belt that I'd put through my belt loops. And then I'd put stuff on that. But not many times did I actually even hook anything onto that. It was, it was, everything was on my actual kit. But, you know, when, when it comes to, What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that for the question, I mean, I, the, because what, what do you call it? Uh, battle, battle belt? Yeah. So those battle belts, the thick ones and the padded ones, nothing wrong with that for holding the weight uh, to find the one that is actually going to work for you. I mean, unfortunately, you just got to, you have a bunch of buddies that have a ton of them that you can try, or you just got to buy a bunch of them and tell you, you know, find the one that actually feels good for you because, well, the same one's not going to feel good for everyone. Now, I have a core essentials, but I would actually like to have the one like Lee has. Because it, it, during, in the 80s, we had the LBE. And what he has is a modern version of the LBE where you don't have to have the inner belt. And you can carry it with you, and you can just grab it and stick it on. Easy peasy. Yep. Doesn't, yep. Matter, doesn't matter what you're wearing when you get it. You can wear shorts. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 just so comfy, and I like the suspenders because then the weight is uh, on your hips and on your shoulders. And if you set it upright, you know you, you equal the load. It, and besides, it's it's pretty high on the cool factor. <laughs> what, which name brand do you have? Which name brand battle belt do you have? Luke? Oh God, um, I, I honestly don't know. I know Tactical Taylor made the suspenders. Uh, I forget who made the belt. Um, the holster is, of course, uh, black. Uh, point tactical. Um, yeah, it's, there's a couple brands on there. Uh, I have not found one, uh, manufacturer that can do the whole thing that I, I will like. So, uh, I guess if, uh, Black Point Tactical ever starts making belts and stuff, I'll probably go to them. But yeah, it's, it's a little bit of picking and choosing. And I probably do have too much stuff on there. And yeah. That big knife's probably going to come off the minute Bob sees it. But uh, I, you know, I was just thinking about like if we were like at an event, all three of us, and then an EMP pops, and me and you, we go get our battle belts and put them on, and Bob's over there laughing at us. Yeah. <laughs> 
how often do you recommend changing out your EDC ammo? Oh, that's a good question. I would say it depends on where you live. At least, at least once a year here in Florida where it's humid, definitely once a year. Uh, I know when I buy, uh, like some defensive ammo, I'll load up a, a mag uh, for the gun and two to carry. And then I'll put a date on the box when I bought it in big red marker. And once that uh, date hits a year, I'll, I'll shoot that up. At least that's the plan. I'm somewhat remiss about that. Bob, what yeah. do you think? No, I, I would, uh, I don't know what the actual, what it is supposed to be, but I'm thinking about what I am um, as well. I mean, there's the one gun that I like don't actually use that is like just here for home defense. Um, definitely try to switch it out, like you said, uh, every year, or I'll just, Grab those magazines if I can go to the range, shoot those, and put new ammo in. So sometimes it's every, you know, once every three months, every sometimes if I forget to do that, six months. Uh, but I, I do try to make sure I'm switching out ammo at least once a year. Yeah. Especially where we live, it, it can get really, really humid, and that's the enemy of ammo. Well, and magazines, too. I, I flip-flop the mags because if there's ammo sitting in there with the springs compressed like that, who knows? I don't know if that's a thing, but I've always, I've always switched out magazines as well. Yeah. I'm always paranoid about that. Yeah. So what is your, uh, home defense pistols that one of them, there, staccatos? Yes. It's actually which, the, the old, the older, the DVC carry. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, just cause I have the other guns for demo and stuff. And when I bring the range that, that gun is just, it, it stays in a certain spot so I don't have to worry about like putting it back or, or grabbing it. It's always in the same spot. So is it, is it an STI that, or is it a staccato? Nope. It was when they were, it was before they had actually switched over to staccato. So it's still a considered, I think it actually says it's on there. STI DVC carry. So hopefully it'll be worth some money someday. Well, it's probably worth some money right now. It, it, it was it was when they had switched ownership. They just hadn't changed the name yet. So yeah, I got well, a couple DVC carries actually. I have one question um, regarding NVG. What do you think of the uh, a night vision scope on the carbine? You, 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 you got thirty seconds. You got thirty seconds to answer that. Go. So yes, I've, I've tried them, shot them on the range, never used them operational. If, if that's all you got, uh, it's better than nothing, but I would always go with, uh, with nods and a laser on the gun. Just easier to run. Preferably, yes. But if that's all you got, nothing wrong with it. They, they do work. Guys, thank you very much. They are for joining cheaper. Me. Yeah, they are. Thank you very much for joining me today. Lee Williams, you can find his stuff at saf.org. TheGunWriter.substack.com and at ArmedAmericanNews.com. Bob Keller, go check him out at Gamut Resolutions. Yep. This is Think Aim Fire, which is a it, it, it was a podcast at one point, and now we do it here so that they can put it out there and get together and and chew the fat. Because I guess it was successful before. It's probably successful now. I don't know.
Uh, and we appreciate it, Bill. Hey, hey. You sure do, Bill. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We got hour number three inbound. We'll be right back. This is Lock and Load. Hey,